screen. I'd invite you to look on your um, on your iPhone, but you'd need to be re-looking up a scripture every two lines for about 16 times. So that's going to be a bit too hard. In the in the um, in, within the theme of, of Thanksgiving, I wanted to I wanted to um, have a look at uh, where Paul was specifically thankful for things, where he was specific. And if you you know, Glenn's right when he spoke to the kids. Um, David in his Psalms. There is a stack of thanksgiving. But one of the other interesting things that when Paul looks at churches, and we all know that Paul um, spent a lot of time planning churches and encouraging churches and working with churches, when Paul writes them letters, all those letters, when you read them, they're full of specific thanks. You know, things that he sees and he just wants to remind them of. And the more I read that, the more I thought, there must have been, there's power in that. There's something in that. That actually, that actually God works through. So I wanted to read some of them, and certainly not all of them, so read through them with me and just see if you can pick up just um, how much Paul's trying to uh, help the, uh, remind his people um, and the followers of just how much God has done and how, thankful they, and how thankful he is for them as well. So the first one, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. From the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. We ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love all of you have for one another is increasing. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's a bit of a progression in the in the in in some of the scriptures, and that's not even all of them. But as you read them, you just think, "Wow, this guy was just overflowing." But it's always thanks to God for, except at the end, he's reminding them in the last scriptures, you know, for them to give thanks. He's doing the thanks, but then he's encouraging them to give thanks. So, as you've guessed and figured, today we want to take a little bit of time to focus on gratitude and thanksgiving. We especially want to focus on God, on who He is, what He's done, where we've seen it, 
and where we do see it. And, and, and that's, in my mind, as I was preparing this week, that's what I really wanted to encourage us to do. Where have you seen God work? Where have you seen God doing stuff that you're thankful for? And if you're anything like me, I could list 10, and I'm being conservative, 20, 30 things that I wish were, doing, were going better, that I wish would work better, that I wish God would do. I'm, none of you are like that, are you? You know, that, that, I, that I, I hope for, or that, and, and I have no trouble doing that. But I catch myself not doing that so much at the other end of the scale, looking at all the things that I do have and just being thankful. You know, we had these two testimonies from Joel and, and, and Megan and um, Luke and Agnes. And we thought that's a great way for us to see how God works in and through our lives. You know, in order to do these testimonies, I obviously didn't just drop them on them when they walked in the door this morning. Um, <laughs> I could have. No, I didn't. I spoke to them a while back and I asked them the question. I said, how have you seen God work in your life and ministry and what are you thankful for? And I could have asked any of you as well. I could have done the same thing, but today we thought it'd be nice to hear from them. But in order for them to prepare um, their testimony, in order for, for Joel to, and Megan to think about what they want to share, for Luke and Agnes to think about what, they, what they'd want to share, and, and you'd be the same, they needed to stop, they needed to reflect, they needed to observe, they needed to notice and be specific. And it sounds logical, I know. I'm probably saying something, thinking, yeah, I got that. But the thing is, when you do that, and, and I was practicing that this week, you begin to see what maybe you don't normally see. When you stop and you reflect and you notice and you observe and you, and you be a bit specific and you, you just stop a bit and, and ponder yourself that, that question, you begin to see stuff that you don't normally see. And here's the interesting thing. A sense of gratitude and thanks, a genuine thanksgiving starts to rise up starts to change the way that you think um, and even change the way that you respond you know how it works you know it's easy to see the things that aren't good like i just said but when you begin to see the things that are good something changes in your countenance something changes in your attitude and i think that's the blessing of thanksgiving for us you know we talk about give thanks to god as if god needs it as if he needs a confidence boost at this time of year. Yeah, God, you did good this year. As I look back, you did okay. That's not what it's like. Thanksgiving and gratitude is actually for us. Giving God thanks and, and being grateful to God is not to give God a boost, is not just a, a thing that we're supposed to do to tick the Christian box. It's something God gave us because he knew that we needed it as human beings, that it changes us, that thanksgiving, giving thanks, is actually a blessing for us because it helps us to see who he really is. And that's why our Bible reading today is a coming together of, of lots of Paul's thanks statements. Paul never just rattles off a general thank you, God. I do. Paul never does that. If you have a look in there, it's never just this general, oh, I'm just thankful to God for you guys. Right, here's what you need to do next. He never does that. You get the sense that for each one of them, he's very specific to their situation, very focused on who God is and what God's done for them. Historically, 
um, maybe recent history and, and what he's going to do. He reflects on each church or the people or the situation. He chooses to remind them of what God has already done. Ephesians is a great example of that. The, the kickoff of Ephesians chapter 1 is amazing, you know. He starts by, you know, he starts by reminding them that they've been given every spiritual gift. Bam. Like you could stop there. So he gets real specific. But then he also focuses on what God is, is doing through them. And this is to set their hearts on thanksgiving. Before he goes on and instructs them, and we know that he's let us go on and instruct and encourage, but he always begins by thanking them to set their hearts on thanksgiving. Because Paul understood that a heart of thanksgiving is so much more open to being used by God, so much more open to be, being um, God's ambassadors wherever they were. And we need to operate out of thanks because that's works best as it did for them. So it's great for us to read and follow the pattern, what he's done for us, what he does through us, what he works out in our lives, and that we can always be thankful for God. And if you go back through the list, and if you want to stick them back up there, and you'll notice that I, I, I bolded some things. And I think it's really interesting, because what I noticed is, like in the first ones, it's, a bit, it's what God has done for us. He's given us his grace, and we've been enriched. And he tells them, you know, Thanks be to God for the victory he gave you in Jesus Christ. Another bam moment, like what else do you need? Um, and then I thank my God every time in all my prayers because of your partnership in the gospel. You belong, guys. You know, this must have been a humongous message for the Gentiles as well. Because the Gentiles, when they were first accepted and when they first realized they were part of the body, it didn't, you know, the next week they weren't all settled. It took them a long time as Gentiles to actually feel like they belonged as part of the kingdom. And that's why Paul spent so much time on that. Your partnership and good work. And then thank you for the things. Thanks be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the Ephesian scripture. And thanks be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry, next one. For this reason, what he's done through us. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people. So he's beginning to thank God for what he's doing through his people. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith, your love for God's people. Sorry, the next one, I'm getting confused here. We ought to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing. And your love for one another is growing. I see it, I notice it, and I'm thanking God that you're loving each other more. Your love for his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus is growing. And in the Thessalonian scripture, he thanks God for all of you, for your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope. I thought that was a good one for carols tonight. Your work produced by faith, carols is hard work. Your labor prompted by love, that's why we're there. And your endurance will go right to the end of the night. And I think, but Paul sees that and chooses that that's something to give thanks for. That we, I give thanks to God because I'm seeing what's happening through you. And your faith is being reported all over the world. You know, we, we, our faith is being, you know, our faith is worked out in Cavell, in Uganda, in Rwanda, in the different places we are. You could go on. I mean, it's a great exercise to do if you ever get a chance to do that. 
But I guess by far, the greatest gift, the greatest thing we have to give thanks for is what He's done for us in Jesus. And particularly as we, this time of year, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and, you know, we see these nice little nativity scenes and, and we, we sing carols and it can all get, like Glenn said at the start, it's really true, it can all get a little bit same-same every year. It's like Christmas. How many of you, does, does it feel like Christmas just seems to come faster all the time or is that related to age? I see that hand, Peter. Yeah, it's like I can, I can almost, I can still remember packing up the last carols, you know, I'm thinking, why didn't we just put it to the side and then just drag it out again and it came that quick? You know, <laughs> but it can get a little bit the same, same. And yet, we're missing something if that's where we stay. If we don't focus on thanksgiving, we don't focus on gratitude, if we don't understand that awesome gift that Christmas is, that Christmas represents, if we don't allow that, if we don't ponder that, if we don't allow that, to fill our hearts with thanks, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss something huge. It's going to become carol singing tonight. Christmas is going to become family time and celebrating the birth of Jesus. The birth of who? Our Saviour. The one who changed every one of our lives and had He not come, we would be in desperate straits. And if that doesn't begin, if you don't, if, when pondering that, if that doesn't begin to change the way that you feel, change the way you feel about gratitude. If some people are really loose and quick and free with thanks for this and easy with gratitude, some aren't. People are different. But that ought to reach every single one of our hearts. So what about you? As you or if you were to notice, reflect, be specific, what would you be grateful for? Where can you see God's hand in your life? Or ha where have you seen God's hand in your life this past year? And perhaps since our testimonies and since we've been talking about it, you've been thinking about it. And maybe even perhaps since we've asked the kids to come up with one thing. What if I got you all to line up? And I got you all to say one thing. What would it be? You'd probably use a few more words, or most of you, some of you would, than the kids did. What would it be? What would you give thanks for? There's probably a stack of things this year that thought that you think, well, that didn't work. I, I, I wish that was going to work. And, but cast that aside. What would you give thanks for this year? What would you give you this real sense of gratitude? And I'm not going to leave that as a question. I'm going to actually give you, I'm not going to line you up at the front here. Don't worry. Everyone's starting to look a bit worried. Although now that, I've, now that Glenn did that, I thought I sh we should have done that, you know, around the... What I'm going to do is... I'm going to get you into groups, and, and some of you love groups, and some of you don't like groups, but I'm going to get you into groups. We haven't done a prayer time. We're going to do a prayer like this. I want you in groups of five, right? And you guys are, uh, some of you guys are terribly obedient, and you'll count one, two, three, four, five, six, you go. And some of you are terrible, and you'll say, oh, look, there's 13 of us. That's fine. Try to stick as close to five so that everyone gets a chance. What I want you to do is I want to make sure that they're multi-generational. So you cannot have more than two people that are within 10 years or no, eight years of your age. Right, so you've got to get multi-generational. You've got to get in a group. And I want you to each share in that group. Where have, you seen, what's, where have you seen God work in your life this year? It can just be one thing. And what are you thankful for? Just that. And then just pray and give thanks for those things. No asking God for stuff. No shopping lists. No, can you please be at Carol's tonight and keep the rain away? I don't think we need to worry about that too much today. You know, 
No saying, can you bless my mother-in-law or my, my, my dad's chooks or anything like that. This is really about only giving thanks. That's harder than it sounds because we pray rote. Most of us do. And that's what I want you to do. So, And you've got like 10 minutes to do that. So get up, grab some people, grab four other people that don't look around your age or look different than you and ask each other those two questions and pray. Go. So just stay in the groups that you're at and um, I just want to read you another one of Paul's scriptures just to, to close it, close off and then I'm just going to pray to close off. And Paul said this in Colossians, he said, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. Now what Paul is talking about there where you are called to peace, that's salvation. You are called out of sin and destruction and you were called to peace so let the peace of christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the message of christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns songs from the spirit singing to god with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do whether it's in word or in deed whatever happens through you do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's a lovely scripture where God reminds us of what we have, what we mean to each other, and what comes out. And in each one of those, be thankful, have gratitude, give thanks. One of the things we, we like to do, and it's good for us to do, is to see our community as a blessing. When we look at our communities, you look at the people around you, the people you just prayed with, to see each person as a blessing and a gift. You know, our congregation is made up of lots of different people and people take part in community differently. But we're blessed, make no mistake. Our community is one of the nicest and greatest ways to see what God does through us. And in doing that, when you see what God does through us and through all the people in our community, a heart of thanksgiving raises up. How many of you are encouraged just by hearing each other's gratitude and thanks stories? How many of you feel a little bit different about today than you did when you came in? That's how it works. We have so many people in our community, seen and unseen, that do so many things. And when we get to this time of year, particularly in the office, we think back and we think about, and as a church and leadership, we think about how many people contribute in this church and how thankful we are for that. How many people we see all the time, the people up the front here, but stacks that you don't see. God works through them all. And we ought to give thanks for them all. To give you a bit of an impression, and it's certainly not even close to all, we've done a bit of a video. Scott put together a bit of a video for us and asked people a question what they do here and, and how they contribute to ministry, how they're involved in our community. As you're watching this, just allow God to grow a sense of gratitude and thanks in your heart for One Hope Community Church, for who we are and for each person who serves. But most of all, Allow God to put this seed of gratitude in your heart for who He is. You know, as a church is one of those other things too, particularly as leadership and in the office, the temptation is, is, and people in ministry, Glenn, myself and people, the temptation is to look at what we can do better, what's not going well. But this isn't about that. This is about what is going well, what God's doing. So have a watch of this. 
think we've got it going. <coughs> I guess God's given me that gift of um, sound and, and mixing. That's something that I want to use that gift to serve the church, to serve his people, and uh, enable people to worship him through music and, and, and singing. I do this because I love seeing um, little kids growing in their faith in Jesus and just seeing how they learn and process things and yeah, it's just it's great to see them learning and uh, so joyful and energetic in what in what they do and they and they show they love Jesus through that. Oh, I just love working with the kids. They're so much fun and they have just open hearts just to um, hear about God and. Yeah, it's just a really fun ministry to be part of. I uh, chairman of the resource team uh, at the moment, so uh, enjoying my time there. It's uh, been good to uh, to be useful, uh, to lead um, such a dedicated uh, group of uh, individuals there, and um, yeah, to look after the uh, the practical side of the church. I think that's something that I, I can contribute to. Uh, so it's been a real blessing uh, yeah, to, do, to work behind the scenes, to equip our ministries, to enable our ministries um, um, so that we can continue uh, the work that we do. Yeah. I always liked working with sound and listening and trying to tune things to make them sound really good. Hopefully I do that well on a Sunday morning and it's one way I contribute to the worship experience for everyone. Um, something I... The other thing I'm involved in is cut money, which I made a lot of silly mistakes financially growing up, and now uh, this is my chance to hopefully keep other people away from that. Um, well, for me, I just love worshiping, and I love playing guitar and uh, leading the church to worship God. Uh, I enjoy playing drums with the band and stuff, and I don't know, find a, a good way to worship God and kind of connect with Him uh, as well as leading the church. I know I love being a blessing in kids' lives and just trying to implement into them at a young age. I think it's really cool just to watch them grow and kind of go into a bit of a mature age and uh, yeah, grow maturity as they get a little bit older and just, I don't know, some of them like worshipping so when it's over kids' service we can worship that and through that. And then in the music team, yeah, I just love worshipping, I love singing and I don't know, it's something that I really enjoy and just uh, always filled with the Holy Spirit and can feel His presence when I'm doing that. Um, I love worshipping God. Um, he's so many reasons to praise Him. Um, and I think for me, one of the best ways I can do that is through music. Um, lyrics aside, just music. Um, I love praising God through that. And even better doing it with other people who love Him. Um, worshipping God with other people um, through music, it's great. I do what I do because... Um, my gifts and talents are in helping people and administration, so I want to use those gifts to help the church and to help those in our community um, yeah, learn to love God like I do. I suppose I just love our church and I love being part of the community here, and so if I can serve in a way that adds to the life of the community, then I'm really, really happy to do that. And so I suppose the skills that I have, I've you know, accumulated over the years, has enabled me to kind of add to the life of the church in that way, the best, in the best way. Um, I also believe that the church is um, built and shaped by the gifts that um, 
God gives people. So for me, uh, the gifts He's given me um, need to be used in the context of the church so that um, the church's potential is realized. And I think if everyone does that, then the full potential of what God intended for His church will be realized. So. So I'm involved in my music because I love to be part of creating a community for people that need a place to belong, a place to look forward to and a place to be heard and just to do life with. So that's, and I love, yeah, I love investing in that way. So I love making music. Um, I believe very strongly in that. And people that we have access with through the Bread Run or the Cavell Kitchen, um, you know, my music or wherever it is, all through the church. I love connecting people. I love, I love just being able to, for, for us that have the capacity to give in whatever way, I love to be involved in that and to get a really tangible, practical um, outwork of God's love. Oh, I think it's um, just following Jesus' example of how he would step out to to look for people also you who know, are on the fringes and um, make them feel welcome, loved and part of the kingdom of God. As I said, that's just a snapshot. Uh, does that encourage you? Do you get lifted up and think, wow, what a community, what an amazing community that we're part of. And a bunch of them are missing you know, a bunch of them at the airport picking up school, these people, but we have so many people that are contributing so much, and thanks be to God for every single one of them. Why don't you stand? Um, Jamie and Anna are going to lead us in a song as we uh, 